Welcome to Overnight Opinions, the weekly show brought to you by the Ladies Love Politics channel. Here you'll learn about everything that the mainstream media didn't tell you about last week. You'll get a blend of current events and spicy criticism directed towards our elected leaders. It's late, you're awake, so let's get started. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz made some jarring comments in the early days of the pandemic. Yep, he actually said that, and it's more disturbing than Joe Biden's nose in a hair salon. Up until Putin came along, all we heard about was vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. They were the answer to everything, the only thing that could end our dystopian reality. Or so they said. Let me put it very clearly. You have no constitutional right to endanger the public and spread a disease, even if you disagree. You have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. Wait, can I stop you? Yeah. No right not to be vaccinated, meaning if they decide you have to be vaccinated, we have to be vaccinated? Absolutely. And if you refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle into your arm. If the vaccination Where is that in the Constitution? To prevent, if the vaccination is designed to prevent the spreading disease. So as the government tells us to trust them when it comes to decisions regarding your body, like vaccine and masking mandates, stop and reflect on this. These are the top 10 catastrophes that happen when we let big government and big pharma make healthcare decisions. Johnson & Johnson made a brand new vaccine in less than a year. But before that, they couldn't even handle making baby powder. Johnson & Johnson knew for decades that asbestos was in their talc. Internal company records, trial testimony, and other evidence show that from at least 1971 till the early 2000s that the company's raw talc and finished powders sometimes tested positive for small amounts of asbestos. The point? This is for babies, and people still do bad things and push it on everyone in the name of making a buck. After all the lawsuits, the federal and state investigations, and the revelations that they knew of asbestos showing up in their powder, the government didn't pull it. It finally just got so bad that Johnson & Johnson had to recall their own product. All these years, mothers have been sprinkling their babies in asbestos, thinking they could trust the company that made it. Wonder what might get in the vaccines. But don't worry, I'm sure we can trust that, right? The FDA nor drug makers are perfect. They make mistakes. They're human. In fact, there has been nearly 13,000 drug recalls issued since the FDA has been in existence, and they average more than 1,200 every single year. Already this year, there's been more than 30 drug recalls issued. Granted, these recalls are voluntary. The FDA merely oversees recalls and then classifies the type that it is. But think, At one point, everyone considered these items okay. Americans spend a lot of money on drugs and then again in taxes, assuming there are regulatory agencies in place to keep things safe. So you got to ask yourself, who was looking out for you on these drugs? Obviously not Big Pharma or your government. Pharmaceutical companies may have vaccines in their hands, but they have dollar signs in their eyes. Remember when Martin Scarelli jacked up the cost of AIDS medication or when the cost of an EpiPen went up over 400 percent? Greedy bastards are everywhere. Big Pharma is no different. Pfizer saw nearly 130 percent growth last year. 
causing them to move up nine spots on the Fortune 500 list. The company raked in more than $81 billion last year, and they expect to earn $32 billion in COVID vaccine sales alone in 2022. Moderna also did well. For the first time, they made the Fortune 500 list, clocking in at number 195. Last year, they made $18 billion from their COVID-19 vaccine. This year, they plan to make around $19 billion. To top it off, Moderna saw more than a 2,000% increase in sales in 2021 compared to the year before. Johnson & Johnson made it up to number 37 on the Fortune 500 list and saw nearly 42% growth in profits last year. This year, they're planning on raking in nearly $95 billion in sales. And let's not forget about Regeneron. They jumped up 123 spots on the Fortune 500 list, currently ranking at number 231, and they saw a nearly 130% profit growth last year. Just last year, their monoclonal antibody treatment brought in over $6 billion, which is more than a third of their total sales. Even if you think the government is well-intentioned, don't fool yourself into thinking that pharmaceutical companies are. It's a lucrative industry, and they have been making boatloads of money off of vaccines. This one is so wild, it's almost hard to believe. In 1927, the Supreme Court ruled that compulsory sterilizations were okay for those deemed unfit. The Supreme Court ruled in an 8-to-1 decision that the states had the right to do so. Federally funded sterilizations took place across 32 states in the early 20th century. Before that tragedy ended, over 70,000 Americans were sterilized. This concept was even based off the prevailing scientific theory of the day, eugenics. You know, that little idea that Hitler copied and took to draconian and macabre extremes? Dr. Fauci may think you're an idiot for not wearing a mask, but did you know that medical authorities and doctors once thought that handwashing was stupid? A doctor in Vienna implemented handwashing and began to see the death rate drop at his hospital. When he presented this at the prestigious Vienna Medical Society, he was mocked for his science and logic. Doctors also rejected the notion that they could be blamed for their patients' deaths. It wasn't until after this doctor passed away that handwashing began to be accepted, even helping Louis Pasteur's development of germ theory. And it wasn't until the 1980s that handwashing was officially incorporated into American health care with the first national hand hygiene guidelines. The once popular and heavily advertised birth control, Yaz, became a huge liability and disaster for drug maker Bayer. And guess what? This drug had received FDA approval. It triggered over 19,000 lawsuits, and the FDA said their ads were misleading. Although Bayer claims Yaz and Yasmin are as safe as other birth control pills when used correctly, they did agree to spend $20 million on corrective ads. Thousands of injuries and more than 100 deaths are connected to the drug's severe side effects. Some of the trouble that these pills caused include blood clots like deep vein thrombosis and pulmonary embolism, heart attacks, strokes, and gallbladder injuries. It wasn't until 2012 that the FDA required Bayer to update the labels about the specific ingredient in Yaz and to warn about an increased risk of blood clots. After the Twin Towers fell on 9-11, toxic dust flooded lower Manhattan. Think the government gave sound advice on how to best deal with it? You'd be wrong. The head of the EPA, Christine Todd Whitman, told New Yorkers, quote, 
I am glad to reassure the people of New York that their air is safe to breathe and their water is safe to drink. Fast forward almost 20 years later, and 43,000 people have been certified with a 9-11 health condition, including 10,000 with a 9-11 cancer. A few years ago, Whitman came out with an apology, saying, quote, I'm very sorry that people are dying, and if the EPA and I in any way contributed to that, I'm sorry. We did the very best we could at the time with the knowledge we had. But how comforting is an apology after your government misguided you? As part of Operation Ranch Hand, Agent Orange was dropped on forest cover and food crops during the Vietnam War. This contained a dangerous chemical contaminant called dioxin. In 1988, Dr. James Clary, an Air Force researcher associated with Operation Ranch Hand, wrote to Senator Tom Daschle and said, quote, When we initiated the herbicide program in the 1960s, we were aware of the potential for damage due to dioxin contamination in the herbicide. However, because the material was to be used on the enemy, none of us were overly concerned. We never considered a scenario in which our own personnel would become contaminated with the herbicide. Our government had soldiers dump 13 million gallons of Agent Orange, even though they knew there was the potential for damage. What a lovely government that we have. In the 40s, lung cancer was spiking. However, the medical community had not established a link between lung cancer and cigarettes. So what did big tobacco do? Well, they got doctors to advertise their products. In fact, those doctors made specific recommendations on which cigarettes to smoke. And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine Doctors in all parts of the country were asked, What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Finally, just think about the mixed messaging that our health authorities have given us regarding COVID-19. The U.S. Surgeon General made a huge stink about masks at the beginning of the pandemic saying in a tweet, seriously, people, stop buying masks. Then he went on to tweet saying they are not effective in preventing general public from catching hashtag coronavirus. Then the main man, Dr. Anthony Fauci, also said to not wear masks. But his story changed. To paraphrase John Kerry's infamous quote, I guess they were all against it before they were for it. Nice going, government. Nice going. The COVID-19 vaccine was pushed out in less than a year. Vaccines take on average over 10 years to develop. Even the Ebola vaccine that was fast-tracked took five years. Fauci even warned that there would be a surprise outbreak. There will be a surprise outbreak. So why so much confusion? Why wasn't he better prepared? But the health authorities are telling you to take it. And at the end of the day... Don't just ask yourself whether you trust Dr. Anthony Fauci. Ask yourself if you trust your government. We have a history of being really stupid as a society, and specifically our government, when it comes to making decisions about almost anything. From buying into the concept of forced sterilizations to letting somehow baby powder with asbestos make it to store shelves. Don't question vaccines? Why not? They're made by people. Even well-intentioned individuals can make mistakes. We should be questioning big pharma and big government because at the end of the day, their decisions affect our everyday lives. And don't believe government officials just because they call themselves health authorities. This isn't 1984. 
Freedom is slavery and ignorance is strength is becoming more than lines from a novel. It's becoming reality. Some may say that we're being paranoid when we question health authorities or doctors, but if the tinfoil hat fits, wear it. Thanks for watching Overnight Opinions. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.